cute. No, I don't want you to appear me. I'm sorry, that was random. But welcome everybody to a very special edition of the Music City Drive-In. Um, a very interesting turn of events uh, kind of put this in place for us tonight. Not to call anybody out, Christian. Um, but tonight we are going to do a Promising Young Woman podcast. I will say before I introduce who's with me here, it is very, very, very much going to be spoiler talk. So if you do not want to know that anything that happens throughout this entire film, please do not listen until after you see the film or just listen because you don't really, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm just letting you know it's going to be spoiler heavy. <laughs> so I am joined this uh, today with, uh, I can't talk, with Kenzie. How are you, Kenzie, with Kenzie? With Kenzie, with Kenzie. I'm doing great. It's um, finally like winter in LA. It only took like seven months, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> what is it, 50? I think so. I think it's like 55. <laughs> I was kidding, but uh, apparently you were Thank not. Apparently <laughs> like 32 degrees. That's outside. our winter, okay? That's the coldest it'll get. It's 32 degrees outside right now, so there's no. Nope. Also joining us today, I'm very excited. This is, a, is this our first podcast together? I think so, I think yeah. I think it is. We've talked like a thousand oh, times, but yeah. joining us today, Amanda, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's minus 17 here. <laughs> Just like, oh my god, I was like, it's so cold. <laughs> I'm like, blankets and heaters over here. It's oh so my god, but yeah, I'm so excited for this. And thanks for having me on today, guys. Absolutely, Kenzie's like, yeah, it's like 55, it's freezing. Man, <laughs> it comes in negative 17. Awesome, I like, I like that a whole lot. Um. I really wasn't sure. Um, I'm unprepared of where we were going to start with this entire thing because this was like, oh my God, I'm going to go on a podcast and I don't have to prepare anything. I'm just going to be a guy and now I'm hosting this. So where do we begin, ladies, on this just phenomenal film? Well, I think first you have to just discuss that this is Emerald Fennell's like directorial debut. It's kind of mind-blowing. It really is. I I rewatched it again, and I just can't believe this is someone's like first full length feature film. Like it's crazy. I just I'm literally at a loss for words trying to, and I'm the one who said this. Thanks, guys. It it really is one of those things that surprises me because this has been a really good year for directorial debuts mm -hmm. and you know writing debuts and stuff like that. But this one, the theme of the film, the layering of the film how she just is able to like one of the most impressive things for me and, and Kenzie, every time I watch it, Kenzie asks me, asks me, what did you like more about it this time? And it's always something like, it's always something for me. Cause like the first time I watched it, I was at like a solid four stars. Second mm -hmm. time I watched it. I was like, mm, that's a lot better than I thought it was so four and a half. And then the third time that's ah, still four and a half. But each time I've watched it, there's different things you take away from that. And you would think that somebody that has made films for a hundred years created this piece of work, right? Mm -hmm. No, totally. I, this first time I watched it, I was just so, so invested from the first, very first scene that we, we see Carrie Mulligan in when she goes like home with Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody. Adam Brody. <laughs> Can you imagine Adrian Brody in this film for just like one second? <laughs> She's like, you didn't see the post-credit scene. Here's <laughs> a promising young woman too, starring. My God, yeah, get his version of it, Lord. Um, but yeah, that whole sequence with Adam Brody and like that scene where she's just laying in bed and then her eyes just like lock with the camera. Like that's when I knew I'm like, yo, this movie's gonna be so different and unique. And I'm like, I'm already connected to Carrie Mulligan and like Cassie. Um, so you knew you were in for a wild ride. And like you said, like this is a directorial debut. And she gave us so much within the first 10 minutes of the film. Like I was absolutely floored. And then even like picking the soundtrack, the songs, the needle drops, everything was so meticulous. And I just was so impressed with the entire thing. I watched it twice in one day. I was like absolutely like astonished by this film, by Carrie's performance. And I gave it five stars both times. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, me too. It's, 
incredible. And I love the soundtrack so much. And like, I read an interview with her and she was talking about like, when she was writing it, she was really meticulous about the music she was listening to while she was writing it. And it's like, it's so cool. Cause it's like, it's obviously a very cool soundtrack and it's like, everyone's being like funny talking about Paris Hilton, like being in the soundtrack or whatever, but it's like, everything has like a real purpose. That's like deeper than just yeah. being a Paris Hilton song and like in the movie. And I love that so much. And that's only somebody, like, only someone could do that that, like, is so involved every step of the way of the film. And that really shows that, like, she was involved with absolutely every aspect of the film, including her manicure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for me, like, that's one of the big things that I would love to kind of pick her brain about is, like, how much, when you present that script to somebody, right, like what did what was the reactions right that's what i want to know like what was mm-hmm. the first reactions when somebody said you know you handed them that script and they were like all right um yeah that's awesome but this this you know i want to know what the but was for the first time somebody read that script right i'm pretty sure it was the ending to be perfectly yeah. honest i think like it's been so controversial like all over twitter and i've read the people that hated the ending. Like I understand their grievances with it, but at the same time, like it was kind of like a double ending, you know? And I, I feel like it was satisfying with the way it ended. I know that like we're doing spoilers, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, I saw people spoiling it before it even came out too. I know. Yeah. It was like, it's such a massive ending. Like I, I don't understand why people had to, you know, ruin it for everyone in that case. <laughs> Cause like we watched it when we did and we still like kept it on lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so hard to talk about the film. Yeah. So That's I- why like everyone I talked to about it, I was like, I can't really talk to you about it until you see it because mm-hmm. I can't talk about it without talking about the ending because that's the last it. 15 minutes of the movie changed the movie completely. It's not the same movie with a different ending. No. no. Like, no. I think everybody goes into it thinking it's like a revenge fantasy. And it's more mm-hmm. of like a revenge, like, reality. Because, like, the reality is, like, you can't really get revenge for this. Like, you like there's no way. And the only way that she could was, like, this route. Mm-hmm. And if it had been a different ending. It wouldn't have been the same movie. And I personally wouldn't have liked it as much if it ended differently. Yeah. For me, that's that's what works, right? Because she's willing to sacrifice everything in order to seek the revenge that she thinks is like that, that closing chapter of her life. And I feel like if you sacrifice everything, but don't sacrifice everything, I don't feel like it works as well here. And, and that's to me like the biggest thing, like people are scared of, of your, you could have ended that the prototypical Hollywood way. You know what I mean? You could have ended it with her with rainbows and butterflies and walking out of that house and everybody's this or that. And it would have been perfectly fine. And everybody probably there were the people complaining about it would have been roaring from the crowd. But I agree with what you guys say. If that happens, it goes from a five star, like it goes from a very good hour. I, I forget how long the runtime is, but it goes from like a, a very good hour forty to mm. going. Oh well, they 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 Hollywood Hollywoodized the ending of the film, and it kind of just ruins it. And that to me is why people that are willing to take a risk on the end of the films are the ones that those are the good filmmakers. You know what I mean? Like I always mm. point to like the end of Nocturnal Animals. That end of that movie is fucked up. You look at the end of Prisoners. Prisoners isn't your prototypical ending. You, you have to, I don't always have to have a happy ending at every damn movie, period. Yeah, and like, I don't think it would have stayed with you. Like, I think you could have, if it had a different ending, like her original idea for the ending, or like if they just got arrested and that was it, like you would have walked out the movie, would have walked out of the movie and like that would have kind of been it. But like Promising Young Woman has like stuck with us and so many other people because the ending is like, it's so brutal. And like, you really like, think about it and like I couldn't talk about the movie the first 20 minutes after I saw it because I was like I have to like not to quote like Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird but like I had to sit with what I just heard like I could not just like walk out and be like okay guys let's discuss like no totally I hear you and like I feel like the first ending which we're gonna label it as like the first ending was 
how can I put this? It's like men do get what they want 24 seven in this mm -hmm. case. They take what they can get and they win 24, in, especially in these cases. Yeah. But mm -hmm. like it made sense in that way. Like that, if that ended it that way, I would have understood. Be like, wow, like this is such a slap in the face. Even through all of this, this is what happens to her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But then the second ending, that's the kicker because you're just like, yes, like it just fit into like a bigger plan that she had. And I'm like, you can't even get mad at either ending because of um of the points that it makes in both it, for you know for the rest of the story for Cassie, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I love that like it's still she includes Nina in the ending, you know, like the text, like it says, like it's not just her. Like she never made it about her despite like I mean they've said like it's been years later and it's like she's still dealing with it and like yeah I just love that like it's still like she has like severe severe survivor's remorse and I think like that's what the movie like is mostly about mm -hmm. and it's like she never moves on from it and it's like this like when she the first ending you're just like oh like she didn't get to do anything for her but then at the end you're like she did get to like yeah. do something for her whether or not it's like what we would like it's still something like some sort of justice yeah a lot of a lot of the talk obviously surrounding fennel and, and carrie moglin and her phenomenal performance but for me i kind of wanted to touch on the supporting players in this right because i feel like it's not talked about enough how good the entire cast is yeah story. this is like one easily one of the best ensembles of 2020 like yeah 100%. it's incredible and there's so many like even the people that play little roles I, like even if you talk about that ending and and it's when i watched that's the, when i watched it that the, the fifth time what chris lowell does mm -hmm. in that in that scene that's a visceral scene that's a that's a that's a really rough scene to watch i and read that um emerald's like dad or something is a cop and she asked him how long it would take and that's why it's so long interesting she asked like physically how long it would take and that like they refused to use like a body double for carrie so it's like really her oh wow and like she said like it just like put a weird mood like when they were filming it but like she was like that's why it's so much harder to watch even if you know that because now you know like that's like carrie mulligan like and he's really doing that like that's like really his reaction you know like right. yeah and it's and such a physical thing wow. on top of being like emotional and like in his face and like it's yeah. crazy. And that's what like for me like obviously there's a variety of 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 supporting players and all that you guys but that to me that scene was so pivotal in selling that particular moment mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you as the viewer are reeled into Carrie Mulligan her revenge story you're this is it like she's got you know, the icing on the cake and then what transpires here is like oh my god oh my god when I first watched it, I swear to you, I thought for a hundred percent sure she was faking she was dead. She's gonna pop up like the damn Undertaker, and she's gonna be I'm back. You know what I mean? I thought maybe she was yeah. playing dead, something. You know what I mean? Even after, even after uh, Max Greenfield walks in her, I'm nope. She's getting up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't believe it till I saw her manicure. I was like, I was like, she'll be fine. She's gonna figure this out. Like, exactly. yeah. No, honestly. And speaking of the supporting characters, they got Christopher Mintz class. I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce the last name, but they got Adam Brody. Um, they got Matt Greenfield. These are like gen, like you see in other shows that they've done, like the OC, um, New Girl, like, and then Christopher did like super bad and all that stuff, regardless. But they're genuinely good guys you know what i mean like they have the vibe that like they were cast in these shows and these films because they were like they had brought this innocence to those roles yeah. and then you bring them into this and then she spins it and you're like oh my god adam brody like how dare like you know what i mean you're just like holy lord especially max greenfield like i couldn't take him seriously while i was watching because i'm like no i love you so much man. yeah like please don't do this like, you can't be this person yeah, like no, don't do it <laughs> It added so much to it because it's like that's the whole like because I read like a rumor I never read it was like confirmed but that like um remember that I can't Brock Turner kid 
mm-hmm. that okay so there was like a whole article on him that he was a promising young man and that like he couldn't have done something like this and then that's why she called it like promising young woman I that like Oh, but so, but that's like part of the reason she casted all these guys was that it's all like the like Seth Cohen and like Schmidt mm-hmm. from New Girl and like I know everyone thinks Chris Wells from what is it Veronica Mars, but he is definitely from the Grey's Anatomy spinoff Private Practice. Okay, yeah. but, <laughs> like, that's what I know him from. Yeah, all guys you're like so comfortable with, and like you would be like like she's trying to say like if you were out drunk. And I want to shout out, um, I don't know his name, the Fedora guy. He is from Veep, and he was so annoying on Veep and, like, such a goody two-shoes. And, oh, Sam, Richard, um, Sam Richardson? Yeah, like, it's so funny that he's in it. I love when he runs away. He's like, you guys ruined everything. <laughs> but, like, it made it so, like, like, it could be a guy you know, and that's the whole issue is that, like, it's it's – like anyone can do this if they're bad on the inside and they're never like they never face any consequences and yep. she has to get them to murder someone to face consequences like yeah. that is it's true ridiculous and like that's why the ending works so well and i would have hated her original idea because this is like more realistic like no one's getting justice for them being raped they're getting justice when they murder someone later like yeah. It's twisted, but it's the reality of it. Yeah. And it started so many conversations. And I think that's why this movie is so like I'm so glad this movie got delayed from April to December because now it's like in more of an awards conversation. Yeah. And I think like more people are seeing it this way. Mm-hmm. And I wish it had opened big in theaters, but like we're kind of blessed that this many people get to see it and have this kind of conversation. I think it would have been wicked to watch this in theaters, though. I wish I could watch it in theater and watch people watch the ending. Yeah, like, like I would have gone multiple weekends. Yeah, sat on <laughs> sat on like the far side yeah. of the front yes. and just like as the ending's happening, just like one of these. Because like... I definitely did that to my husband, and he was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm sorry." Like, just watching. I did that with my parents, and and they were like. Oh my god, Anda. Oh my god, this can't like the running commentary was just it's so worth it. The scene is so long that they're like they're like they're like just trying to they're like, no no no, no. like someone else is gonna come in and like it's gonna stop. Like, yeah. It's just funny yeah. I think the like that particular situation, it's such an awkward long take. Mm-hmm. You're just watching it, but you you want to fill the silence, so you're talking because you're nervous. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. Like, no, it's gonna be fine. No, what is he doing? And blah, blah, no, like it was just kept going, and I think that's what's so funny about it is the reactions to people, not necessarily what's happening on the screen. Right? Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. like we're so uncomfortable. Like you can't watch that; it's uncomfortable, it and it's like. But what's more uncomfortable is like that it's happening, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy. But that's also like a great note, like thing to note is that it's really quiet. Like that's all you can hear is like yeah. that happening. And throughout yeah. the rest of the movie, like the music is such an important part. But like there, they knew to make it like silent and just yeah. that's all like, you can hear. And again, that's a first time filmmaker, right? You know what it's I mean? Like, insane. First time director, you know, um, and, that, and that blew my mind. You know, you got Max Greenfield in that scene that fallout. Like when he comes in. Just nonchalant. When he's like poking her, he's like, wake up, sweetheart, time to go. Like, again, Schmitty, no. Like, (laughs) I love that he brings up, he's like, it's like a bad 80s movie. Like, you killed the stripper. And I'm like, but it like flipped it on its head, you know? Like, they they brought up that that's like a trope that you see in movies, but they're like, it's actually a person dying. So it's not really funny. Like, like, and I love, I love so much that, um, uh, Alice is like, I'm a bad, I'm a good person. Like, I didn't mean to do this. And I'm like, kind of like, you didn't mean to do the other thing either. Yeah. Like it was an accident. Like he can't take accountability even when he just murdered someone. Exactly. And also right. what I found, even we're going to bring Bo Burnham into this. Yes. He's another one where it's like, Oh, he's such a sweet guy. He's so nice. But, and then he did what he did. I lost my freaking mind that scene that close-up of carrie like when she watched i'm like oh my god give her an oscar right now it's crazy it's so much more powerful than showing you the video was just like the audio and her reaction like i don't need to see the video like it's bad enough 
right? Yeah. That scene, like, you know, it, it's, first off, Alison Brie, in her short time in the film. She's so good. Loved her. Like, so good. And then I love, like, right as she walks out, you know, never contact me again. Like, I'm like, yeah. That like, line delivery was like a combination of every character she's ever played, <laughs> I swear. Like, it was like, like, her character from Mad Men and Glow, like, they were all, like, saying it at the same time. It was, like, so trippy. Because it was, like, another thing. Like, she's been in so many things. I was, like, <laughs> a nice girl but she's like complicit in this entire mm -hmm. thing yeah. like yeah. like how long has she had this video right yeah and even yeah. after the lunch like the lunch you couldn't like like i love that at the lunch she's like i don't remember like nothing happened and then yeah. she's like oh but i have a video yeah <laughs> that's also exactly. timing. like yeah it's timing because i think she had after the incident that she um, she went that, back yeah that cassie kind of set up after like in the hotel room i think that's what kind of made the gears turn a bit and she's like you know what like if i went through this and it was like something fake that happened like can you imagine what other people are going like what's happening yeah. in their mind so like that's karma to her because yeah. that that lunch scene i'm like i want it's to so funny you're like oh, this is cute. They're like catching up. And then she just waits till she's like, like the perfect amount of drunk and has more alcohol. And she's like, so remember Nina? <laughs> like, right? and it, it was like, whenever she like subtly dropped, he's like, whenever she he's laying in the bed, he was like, well, what's your name, Nina? And he was like, it's like No. Like, just and then she's like, what's your name again? And she says like the full name. And he's like, absolutely yeah. not. And he like freaks out and sobers up. He's like, no way. Like, no way. Yeah. It's, it's like so perfect delivery. Everything, just everything was delivered perfectly. Oh, I love yeah. that <laughs> I love, um, I, I listened to an interview where she said that um, she always wanted it to be Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton because she said that is the only song that if a guy she was like on the fence about knew every word to, that she would like fall in love and it was never going to be another song. And I'm like, that's so funny. Because she was like, it's not like a super popular song. It's like, you had to be like invested at the time it came out to like yeah. know every single word. And she's like, so yeah. that was why. But she never answered my question. Did Bo Burnham know all the words like before? Or did I, he? I would have to, cause, okay. So I saw an interview with Carrie Mulligan where she talked about that scene, right? And she's like, I knew the song, but she's like, it was probably, she said it was one of the hardest scenes to film. Because I'm sure because it's so like I can't imagine like singing in front of people like okay. <laughs> like seriously <laughs> like <laughs> I mean I can do karaoke with the best of them but if we're trying to like act but I wonder like did they do a bunch of takes you'd probably be like oh my oh, god right. <laughs> how many how many takes did that did that happen that's I would do it over and over and over again on purpose <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like, yeah it's it that's obviously the the scene right everybody talks about this scene there's yeah. so many different ones mm -hmm. obviously the reason why it's it's kind of that blissful moment where you get lost in cassandra's story it's like oh my god she's in love right you know what yeah. i mean like she's happy she deserves this even though we know at some point in time this is probably gonna you know falter at some point but yeah um well you think she moved on like she took everyone's advice like right. she moved on with her life like she couldn't live her life yeah. like yeah trying to get Nina some sort of justice. Yeah. And so, you're like, she's comfortable. Like she's, she's good. Yeah. But that's, I, I know this because I loved it and I gave it five stars when that does happen, the pacing was kind of off during that part because it was so like in your face for the first act and then it slowed down a bit. And then obviously like the end, the third act was like incredible. So I think that's where, other like other people who've given it like a lower um ranking is the fact that like that in the middle it was like a lull but yeah. it was nice to see her like go through that with him obviously not with what he did afterwards but i think that's uh the yeah. only like issue with people that i think other than the so ending. that was the first time i watched it that was my problem mm -hmm. and i talked to kenzie about it and i and i and my second time i watched it for me I, and I can understand that with people understanding, like you said, it, it, it kind of transitions pretty, you know, it's it's kind of rough there. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like for me, after watching it a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth time, it's I think it's rough there on purpose. Right. It has to be. And it's and you're right. It's so in your face for mm -hmm. so long. So you finally get brought down back to earth. Yeah. But, but so is she. Right. She's back mm -hmm. down to earth as well, because. 
the relationship is normal, right? She's always on it at a 50. And right now she's at a 10 because she's happy. She's in love and all of these things are going on. So I felt like the first time I was like, this is stupid. Like this part's stupid, but it, it ties it together so well though. Oh yeah, for sure. And I love um, when he, Bo Burnham, what is his character's name? I literally, every time I talk about it, I call him Bo Burnham, but I call everyone else. Ryan, Ryan. Right. So when he comes to her house for dinner with her parents Mm -hmm. and he leaves and she's cleaning up with her dad, he's like, he's so nice. And she goes, no, he is not. (laughs) And I didn't notice it till a rewatch. And I was like, oh my God, she like subconsciously knew he sucked. Like, yeah, she knew, like, she just like. She wanted to move on so badly that she like kind of like used him as like a life raft kind of like, like I can't have a normal life. And then she sees the video and you can obviously like when you hear his voice, like I felt like it was like finding out like, like my husband did it, you know, like I was like, shit, because I was so invested in her being like happy and not like just normal, but just like not going to bars, pretending to be drunk, hooking up with TV's best guys. Like it was like, yeah. Ugh. But that wouldn't have had such an impact had we skipped over her relationship. Also, right. yeah, obviously, like, like, it's there for a reason, yeah. Yeah, like, I think, like, Ricky's saying it ties it all together. Like, if we had skipped that, I would have just been like, that sucks, but what are you going to do? Like, yeah. But you could see why it was so menacing for her and, like, why it really, like, put her back on her Roman numeral track. Yeah, no, for sure. And also with, um, oh, my God. With her saying that, that he, like what you said, that he's not, um, oh my God, what did you say before the exact phrase about Bobert? Nice. She's been through so much mm-hmm. and she's witnessed so much. So her saying like he's not nice is the fact that like she marked down every guy that wasn't nice for like the longest time. So she has that doubt because of what she's seen too, mm-hmm. right? Like now that you said that, I'm like, yeah, like. There's a reason why she yeah. like she's going out. It's basically like yeah. she's doing like a research of their town. You know, she's like, I've yeah. done this, and ninety nine point nine percent of the male population is evil. Like, yeah, don't well, trust them. Yeah. Like, it's true. She didn't need to do an experiment. No yeah. offense. To me. Well, like no all offense women, to men. No, like all women have gone through their own. Yeah, jobs, like so you like- never trust a guy right away. Like you have your mm-hmm. guard up at all time, and like it yeah. took so many people to like kind of encourage her to take it down. And it's yeah. like you kind of knew that all bets were off with her at that point because like she did try. And like, what was the point? Yeah. But to yeah. be fair, just to counter her for a second. She could have dated someone that didn't go to her medical school. Also true. Because, <laughs> like, of course. He I was mean, like, but she did spit in his drink and he did drink it. So, I mean, that automatically. That was one of my favorite moments of the movie because, like, it just shows, like, she's really weird. And, like, yeah. she found someone who could, like, counter her, you know, but- like. That wouldn't just be yeah. like, what are you fucking yeah. doing? Yeah, like, because that when he drank it, like the look on her you face. You were like, okay, like, like checkmate. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. cool. Like, you're just as weird as me. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, she found like her equal in a sense, but then it was just like, absolutely not. Like, yeah. And so, that's, yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, it's just like, that's like what's realistic about it is the fact that you can be so blinded. And I think that's why stars are blind actually works well in the film as well. Cause you can be blinded by love mm-hmm. and all the red flags because you're so invested. And like you said, like she was latching onto him like a life raft and, and she wanted to move on so badly that that entire sequence of her falling in love with him to that, like to that song is major and it works so well. So I think for Cassie, it was just, it was an overwhelming sense of emotions on all ends. Um, so it just, it sucks the way that it ended, like it went, you know, for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's so brutal. I love um, separately from that, just like the entire soundtrack and then like the coloring of the movie is so oh, bright. Yeah. And I feel like it complements the dark undertones of the movie so well. And I saw so many people, the first time I was available on digital complaining about it and i was like did we watch the same movie because it is part of the story i don't understand i don't get it 
I honestly don't get it. People were complaining about the smallest things. And I'm like, it's one thing if you don't like the ending and you don't like the story, but like you're nitpicking that of all things. Let, let's be honest, they were all men. No, I'm, but, um, I'm sorry. No offense. Some people favorite. get triggered when they're watching yeah. something because it, you know, it reflects who that person really is. That's but. like the biggest thing about this was so many men were like, not all men are like, like men don't do this. And I was like, if you're so upset about it, like you're probably because this is a mirror of your actions not like i just watched thelma and louise today and the opening scene of her almost getting raped and he was like she was fine she's like if a girl's crying she's not fine and i was like another thing like this movie's like what 30 years later and i'm like we're still explaining this like sad thing and, and that's why like with promising young woman it's like this needs to be shown in schools mm -hmm. it really yeah. does because no one no one is talking about it in schools whatsoever it's like oh we're it's, not gonna talk about it because especially colleges like it's mind-blowing to me right. because like this is even like that's what bothers me the most about this i think is that this happened when they were in med school so that means they went through college they were in med school after mm -hmm. college and this is still like men still aren't mature enough to know yeah, like, so what ballpark she's 25 maybe yeah. 20, 25 years old and it's still like it's not like she was 18 I, not not saying it's okay it's just like really crazy to me and then just like um the whole with the dean um, and that like that i know that's like her oscar scene because it's the most like Mm, clean so for tv yeah. it's so good though but yeah. uh i would love her oscar scene to be the opening scene when she opens her eyes because that is just like next level acting this is me assuming she's getting in i'm really nervous she's on the bubble guys but i'm hoping she does get it like i just i just am so scared about like genre biased and like that you know a woman mm -hmm. made it and woman is in the title and yeah you know Strike three, a woman directed it. Strike four, a woman wrote it. Strike five. Paris Hilton uh, soundtrack. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys take it seriously because Paris Hilton is on the soundtrack. Like, <laughs> like absolutely not. I wonder if that would be the first, like, if it's a Best Picture nominee, would it be the first Best Picture nominee? It's Paris Hilton on the soundtrack. Oh I mean, God. I would have to assume yes. Like that's right. history. <laughs> Paris Hilton goes to the Oscars. Oh my God, she yes. presents Best Director to Emerald. Oh my God, you're welcome, Academy. I figured out your ratings issue. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was talking about Connie Britton. Um, yeah, but so the Dean, like I, the, so I'm trying to write something about it, but I, it's. I just have so many complex feelings about this movie and what it says about women mm -hmm. and women being complicit in rape culture and like, like Alison Brie's character having this video and kind of like putting it in the back of her mind because she was like, we were young. She was just drunk, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the scene on top of it being like, do you know how many accusations we get? Like that would make the school look bad if I pursue this. And then when she brings up that it like you can't ruin a boy's life over this, oh I'm like, the, like, she is dead. Nina's like committed yeah. suicide. Like, if you had handled this properly, he might be in jail, but she would be alive. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. has so much to say about it, with like out saying too much, and the way that she flips that, and she's like, "Oh, she calls her daughter. She's like, I dropped your daughter off at the." at that dorm oh. with new boys that live there and she's like you're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt i was like oh. i lost my shit i'm not even joking i was sitting there watching that scene i'm like she didn't oh my god she didn't do that i'm like you're joking she wouldn't go that far and then like obviously when she calls her phone and she has it you're like oh, <laughs> oh that was the worst oh that whole scene my god just I, my heart was like racing and that's what i love about this movie so much is like you never really like like cassie like you're always like what are you doing like this isn't when she gets out of the car and starts bashing the dude's truck yeah like this isn't all right but like she has a point. Yes. <laughs> she has of course she blows up. Like, do something. Like, 
And it's yeah. like Connie Britton's like three or something on her list. And I'm like, look how many people she's gone to. Like, can you guys like yeah. just admit you guys suck and did something <laughs> wrong? Yeah. Because yeah, like, you see the way she acts to, reacts to the lawyer when he's like overcome with guilt. Which oh, yeah. I just want to say, I don't really care, bro. Defend all these bros and get them all off. Like, I'm glad. Like, but yeah. I mean, like, kept that guy that she paid. Just go cool. <laughs> I want bad things to happen to Alfred. I Lee. love that scene. So that scene did I not love it. Anywhere. I love it as well, but I understand where Kenzie's coming from. And like, it just shows like how human Cassie is that like she is like when she attacks that guy's car, like it's because she's so like frustrated and like yeah. it just feels really like lost on this like mission she's trying to fulfill. Yeah. And she doesn't really know what to do because it's not like you can Google like <laughs> oh, we can now. Like, can now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you know when you no, Google, don't do that. It's just a movie, there's a meeting, but like you can. Like <laughs> when you Google something and there's like a wiki how, like it has the <laughs> step one. No, I'm joking. It's literally the movie outline. Step, um, step one, go to a bar, pretend you're drunk. <laughs> I love when she tells that guy that she's like, I'm not the only one who does this. I'm like, do you think people really do this? <laughs> You know what? I'm. I wouldn't be surprised. Can you imagine when bars open up again and like people start going out? This is like a new thing that people will like. Not the whole. I mean, let's be real. How many people are going to dress up as as Cassandra for Halloween? Like, honestly, probably so many. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, I would say one in three girls are going to like dress as Cassandra for Halloween this year. Like, I would just. Yeah, it's so it's a, funny because yeah. I actually have a bunch of like sweaters that look like the sweaters she wears. <laughs> and I was like, am I stuck in the past like Cassie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like shit, guys. Oh, God. oh man. I think but I need the colored wig in the yeah. I'm gonna do it. I think it'd be really yeah. cool. <laughs> it'd be so cool. Yeah. And it's like pretty easy. Like it's easy to get the wig, obviously. Yeah. Is this going to be like an annual Christmas movie now? I feel like this should be like an annual Christmas movie. Well, now. considering we don't recognize Christmas, we recognize my birthday. Oh, yes. And I love this movie. I so, apologize. Yes. Are See, you going to, is this going to be added to your birthday collection? Um, No, because my husband rejected it. He said that it's too brutal to like rewatch, um, which I agree with. Like, it is like, like, it's obviously like a really like, not like fun but it's like a nice watch like you're not like ever bored there's always something going on the music's really fun like mm-hmm. it's obviously so heavy but to me like I don't mind that I can easily rewatch it but like I can see like my best friend texted me and she's like we talked about it for hours and she was like I'm obsessed with it but I never want to see it again she was like it just like really fucked me up and like my best friend was more taken back about the whole like that Allison Bree's character was like, she's just trying to have fun. Like she always hooked up with guys. Like who cares that this one time she didn't yeah. want it. Yeah. So she says, and then like Connie Britton's character being like, so dismissive over it. Like we have to look out for the boy. Like my best friend was just like, I hate the idea of like women being our own worst enemy in this. That like, like, because you know, if like Allison Bree on top of like Cassie and Nina have been like, no, something was really wrong, that they probably would have been more inclined to investigate it had more people been supportive of Nina's claims versus, like, every single person except Nina and Cassie being like, no, it was fine. It was a party. Like, and it's just, like, so hard to think about that we're doing that to, like, our own group. Like, no, it's true. And, like, it's hard. I'm trying to write about, and it's so hard because I just keep getting so angry. I'm like, God, like, don't do this. Don't be complicit in this. Like, yeah, no, it's true. And like the stories are all different. So it's just to actually write something. It is incredibly frustrating because I tried to write a piece on it too. And I'm like, ah, just watching this movie and knowing that women do this as well. Like it's just, yeah. Like you said, Kenzie, it's just, it's really hard to process that. And that's also an issue that I've, I've seen with like negative reviews that, um, they didn't like that part in the film. That's what turned them off entirely as well. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's so divisive. I just, I can't believe it, how this movie can be like that either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. 
And then see, and then the flip side of that, if you think about that for a minute, right? And and I just kind of put this in my head together. So the frustration that you have there, right? With women not supporting women through stuff like this, it happens, right? But then on the flip side, after what happens in the bedroom, the first thing Max does is figure out a way to to fix it, right? You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the flip. But the side man of it. like clung to like help right. him, right? Versus, like, and it, it's, in reality, Allison Brie should have been doing that, right? You know what I mean? It's it's crazy because a guy in the, in that perspective at that particular moment, his first thought wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go to jail. We're going to jail. Like his first thought help was his right. Is I need to fix this so that my friend doesn't go to jail for the rest of his life for murder, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? Right or wrong or indifferent, I'm not talking 100% wrong. It's 100% wrong. But the instances of what you're talking about there is Allison Brie was a friend and turned her back. You know, and Connie Britton might not have been a friend, but she was a person in that particular scene. But if the person that was in Connie Britton's shoes was a man and mm -hmm. he had any sort of relation to what was going on, he would have been helpful with trying to cover up all of what was going you know what i mean like there's so many other pieces to the puzzle of complicit people helping uh cover it up versus helping the situation as a whole see i feel like when guys protect each other this stuff happens all the time in their circles whereas women don't talk about it I feel like they don't reach out and they don't say like okay guys listen like this happened to me because like i know women they're just afraid to come out and tell their story as we've, you know, we've seen. So like, I feel like this film shows that extremely well because women really just don't want to talk about it because it's an awkward situation or they're ashamed of it. And like, that's the wrong way to go about it. Whereas with guys, it's like they talk about um, sex so freely that even if they do commit an act of like assault or harassment or rape, it doesn't click in that that's what it is because they're just taking advantage of the situation for their own kicks type of thing. So that's what the shows, you know, shows are really well in that case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just feel like I kind of like that they were in med school after I said I didn't like it. Cause it just shows that you guys don't ever mature and learn right from wrong, I guess. Um, but, like, it's not like they were, like, frat bros, which you see, like, in every kind of movie. And, like, real news story, it's always, like, a frat guy. Like, got no mm -hmm. offense to people in frats. I mean. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But they kind of, like, band together and had this, like, brotherhood. But this is just, like, them. They were friends. They were classmates or whatever. Like, that was their connection. And, like, yeah, they were still friends years later. And, like, he was in his wedding or whatever. But, like, like Nina was, like... Cassie's best friend from like childhood and like that's the reason she has this lifelong commitment and like is still trying to find some sort of justice for her and like it's so crazy though that she starts out like we start out the movie and it's like I don't know how long she's been doing this I mean her notebook makes me think years yeah of her like I think she thinks that's like some sort of mini justice for Nina, like teaching guys lessons. Yeah. But then it like progresses into like, she's like, you know what? Like, this isn't enough. I'm going to go after the actual people that were part of this. Yeah. And I love that she uses Roman numerals in her notebook. And then Emerald Fennell uses the Roman numerals like yeah. to go over the guys or like the people. It's just so cool. And I love the sound effect when the Roman numeral pops up. I'm like, oh shit, it's on. Like, yeah. It's also terrifying because I'm like, I don't know what she's going to do. And I don't know <laughs> if I am going to freak out or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that just makes me love her even more because she was so unpredictable. Yeah. Like, like I didn't know what she was going to do ever. So she's like on the same level for me as like Amy Dunn in Gone Girl. And that's also another film where like I watched it twice in one day for the like, like back to back for oh. the first time. And then I watched it again. Um, okay. So those two women are like, icons for me <laughs> like they're just amazing yeah and just wait until the oscar snubs this one just like they did that one and then we'll just we be all over if you yeah. bring up that it's gonna have the same oscar glory as gone girl with its oh, one sole nomination i will die honest to god like who won that year like gone girl year i don't even really know 
Still it was technically yeah, it was technically like a past like an overdue Oscar, but she is really good in that movie. I just I don't know. I think if Gone Girl came out now, it would be very different because I don't know who read that screenplay. It was like, eh, doesn't deserve a nomination. Oh my like, god, don't even yes. I yeah. That was horror. And the editing and the directing and the picture and the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I won't even go there. Also, another thing to tie it into Gone Girl is I would not have liked Promising Young Woman had it been Margot Robbie, and I would have not liked Gone Girl had it been Reese Witherspoon. 100%. Like, yeah. Same kind of thing. I just feel like Margot would have been like too big. Like, I feel like Carrie was like really like internal and like. You could like see her wheels turning even when she wasn't really doing anything like physically. Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole scene with Connie Britton, like their chemistry is like really creepy. Like I was like, they're gonna stab each other with their <laughs> eyes. Like, exactly. I don't understand this, but it was there. She Carrie Mulligan is just perfect in this movie. And one, she's past due for an Oscar, and two, it'd be really worthy of an Oscar. Well, if you really look at the people that could get nominated, like I know Vanessa Kirby gave an outstanding performance in Pieces of a Woman, but like, I feel like people also kind of forgot about it already. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like brutal with that, but I feel like they kind of forgot about the film. Mm -hmm. But with Promising Young Woman, like everyone continuously talks about it. Everyone's talking about Carrie Mulligan. So I think that she has, she has it in the bag if, if everything goes well. I'm really yeah. happy, like everything goes well, like especially at the Globes, I'm really happy that they switched the category because being a comedy musical, like I'm just trying to like- better. I think she would have been better in comedy musical because I think she would have won. And mm -hmm. I don't think she's gonna win. Aquafina says hello. I'm, yeah. Wow. yeah. But also with that- like, I wouldn't have put her in the five either, but that's beside the point. <laughs> But also with that, like I know that Leo too with like the Wolf of Wall Street and um, Michael Keaton with Birdman, like they won. Oh, and um, what's his name? Taron Egerton. Yeah, they won. And then you go watch the Oscars and you're like, I beg your pardon, like what? So I feel like everyone's kind of unlucky when they go the comedy musical route. And yeah. then like, oh, they, they really are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just I don't know. I think like the movie, like if it won best comedy or whatever, it would have been better. Cause like, I don't think it has like a shot in best drama, like the film itself. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I yeah. think like the movie would have done better if it had won. But I think like Carrie would do worse in the long run if she had won. It yeah. just sucks. I wish the Globes weren't televised cause then we wouldn't talk about them cause they're dumb and they don't make any sense. And zero sense. Who I cares that 92 people vote on? Not me. It's all over the place every single year. And then like, everyone's like, oh, the Golden Globes determine the Oscars. I'm like, where? They um, literally only do it because they're on TV. If they weren't on TV, nobody would talk about it. Yeah, them. where do they do that? Justin Hurwitz won best Score Aaron for Taylor first Johnson man. Won. Aaron Taylor Johnson won for that best supporting actor. That and is another physical reaction from me. Like the same reaction I had when I realized that Nina or that Cassie died in Promising Young Woman was my same reaction when Aaron Taylor Johnson won the Golden Globe. I was like, what? I was shook. I was like, and I was happy. And I was like, happy. he hasn't even get nominated. Uh, one of his co-star gets not like Michael Shit. Like I like Michael Shannon an actor now. Was not yeah, Michael, yeah. Is okay. Yeah. That, that's the end well, of it. I mean, can you imagine Michael Shannon being one of the guys? It'd be so funny. Who is another guy that you would add in to like? Can we hold on? Hold on, hold on. Let's like let's like age it, right? You know what I mean? Like let's age like age promising young woman, and like it's like an older version, and like recast all the characters, like recast Carrie Mulligan. Well, for Carrie Mulligan, I would actually go Connie Britton if it was going to be somebody older. Cool. Yeah, I like that too. Kyle Chandler has to be one of the guys then. No, we're gonna pull all old TV stars. So, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, oh, have to be. yes, oh Mark my Paul Gossler would be perfect. Yeah, oh, uh, what's Matthew the... Perry? Yes, Matthew yeah, Perry. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that. It had uh, to be somebody from Friends. Oh my yeah. god, Jerry Seinfeld. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he would just be Seinfeld, it'd be really annoying. <laughs> like, oh, my god. No. oh my god, but he could go really old. Yeah, no, he's he's right after it happens to him. <laughs> 
Can we do Brian Cranston too? Just throw Cranston oh in there. Brian Cranston no. would totally do it. No, no, no. Uh, um, um, Aaron Paul would have to be the person. I feel like Aaron Paul would be the person. Yeah, that'd be he's good. Still, he's still young though. He's still young though. What's another like current like that oh, age? M current. McNulty. McNulty would be on it. Uh, what's his McNulty name? McNulty would be on this version. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. How old is Billy James? <laughs> also very true. Can you imagine the discussion about that age gap? Oof. God. I would also like if I had to put like Ray I like <laughs> that voice. Are you kidding? Um, oh, that's so cool. Um, right. I, <laughs> I was thinking, who would you put that's like someone else young though? Like, who's one more person that would have like really like fucked you up had you seen them being like us oh like Adam Brody was the perfect opening because like perfect. he was just like my childhood like I mean like and Ricky and I do an OC podcast now and like it, it I, I'm telling you watching this back to back with an episode of the OC it was like Jesus Christ like I had to pause um, it actually no, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like give Jacob such a hard time about him, but that would really be horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, Andy Samberg's not a good actor, though. Sorry. I wonder if he just hasn't had a really good chance to show his like other sides. Like he's yeah. always like within mm -hmm. the same realm. You know, yeah. it's the same performance. It's kind of like Adam Sandler when he like does the same thing. Yeah, yeah like every once in a while when Adam Sandler does like a big like separate movie, like Ricky's favorite movie of on friends. Um, then you're like, Adam Sandler can act. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> Power of women. Yeah. Well, the thing about it was, I can't. I, that's the only way I could do it because I could end, end the broadcast and then I'll just shut everything down. Calls this movie "Promising Young Woman" and all of our texts, like she calls it like women, like plural, and I'm like, Did you, you could be like, you could be like yeah. Jacob and call it "Promising Young Man" that one time that he did. It was oh, one time or when Jacob. <laughs> Promising young woman and um, pieces of a woman confused. <laughs> oh god, I don't blame him though. <laughs> women titles. Yeah, they're gonna mess it up like hidden fences. Oh uh, my god! Did you say wrong? Get out of here! I don't know what he's wrong. I don't know which part. I was I was thinking other things. Thank he didn't mix them up. Oh yeah, I was thinking other things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of ending things. Like, yeah, that's one of the worst movies I've ever witnessed in my life. It was so bad. Would you prefer that over Uncut Gems? If you, I swear no, to God. No, I'd rather watch Uncut Gems. Then God, I would have been like, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rather, like, I'd rather oh, watch Block Luck again or whatever, so. God. Yeah, no. I would never watch I'm Thinking of Ending Things again. Never, ever. never. The only nice thing is I say I'm thinking of ending things a lot. Like in text. I think it's got going for it. And it's like. Yeah. That's yeah. not a good thing. No, it's really not. So remember bad. how everyone was like, it's going to be in screenplay. <laughs> LOL, Jacob. <laughs> you thought. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then one more thing I wanted to add before we end this. Um, the discourse around this movie. I have a lot of thoughts about it, but. I was talking to my friend. We were, when Jennifer's Body was released, we thought it was the best movie ever. And then, like, the next weekend, the reviews were like, this is the worst movie ever made. This movie is, like, such a, like, vulgar mess. But I think that, like, the movie was just misunderstood in a lot of ways. And then, like, men just, like, controlled the discourse around it. Yeah. And I think that's what's starting to happen with this movie is like men are just saying things and not understanding like what the movie is saying overall. Right. That's why I'm wearing a Jennifer's Body sweatshirt. Yeah, I love but um, I just think like this movie isn't what it appears surface level. And that's why, again, the coloring and the costumes and the soundtrack add mm -hmm. so much to this movie because it's not like what it appears. Mm -hmm. It's so much more and it has so much to say. And I just hope if anybody's listening that watched it and did not like it, and it wasn't just the ending, like rewatch it and like yeah. focus on what the bigger picture is, not yeah. just what's happening in front of you. But I also think that it's not only the men in this case. 
Because I've seen yeah, there's a lot of women with a lot of bad takes. A lot of women just going really like they're missing the entire point of it. And I'm just like, but then again, that's their opinion. If they've gone through different things that I like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to say that it's the wrong opinion, but it's just a lot. It's more mixed than I thought it would be. Because I thought a lot of women would like, like boost it and be like, this is the best movie ever made, but I've seen the total opposite. And I'm like, I'm kind of taken aback by it. I'm like, oh man, like I didn't expect so many women to dislike it. The reasons also that I'm reading, I'm just like, I don't, like, I just want people to, like, understand what it's saying. It's not, like, saying that Cassie's right with everything. And I've seen so many women complaining about that. I'm, like, it's never saying she's, like, a her- like a hero. Like, it's it's a complicated person at the core of the movie. Like, they're not hiding that. And that's what I like about it so much is, like, she's a messy, real person. Like, she doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know if this is right. That's why she gets so mad and attacks that guy's car. But also... If you call me a fucking bitch when I'm driving my car, maybe you kind of deserve to have your taillights broken. I don't know. Don't talk to me like that when I'm yeah. driving. Her. Why okay. don't you just drive around her? I don't know. I also, don't know. You have really bad road rage. Don't you just like pull up to someone and be like fucking bitch and like drive <laughs> off? Like who like, hangs <laughs> around? Yeah. Russell Crowe is the only one that kind of hangs around whenever you know he goes crazy. real quick i thought this was funny somebody i i'm not going to name the person's name of the reviews but some of the things that annoyed me about the movie and i'll hit on these real quick before we go Mm -hmm. Uh, ryan suggested they go for coffee when they just had lunch and haven't even finished their cokes okay but that's like a he just wanted to change the scenery i'm just featuring that paris hilton song is a crime against humanity um nina's mom Um, wait no because Everyone yelled at me when I had Stars Are Blind and another Paris Hilton song on my wedding playlist. And at my wedding, other than Shallow, nobody, like everybody freaked out over Stars Are Blind. Like everybody freaked out, stopped what they were doing. And this is like two years before this movie was released. (laughs) Imagine it comes out now. Nina's mom isn't as tenacious as I thought her, I think a mother would be or should be. That's so specific. I would think Everybody's that she's just angry at their mom. <laughs> oh, and then my fa- favorite part is oh, and the whole ending, which left me not only in tears but wishing that the film had a preview o- preview audience that had demanded another one. Well, I read that um, Emerald saw it in the back of like a screening of it, like in April, mm-hmm. and somebody like people got in a fight, like in the midst of the ending, like like a physical fight, like yelling at each other, and she was like. I assumed at that point the studio was going to be like, we are not fucking releasing this movie. (laughs) (laughs) She said that like once she rewrote the ending to be the ending that's in the movie, that she was like, that's the only ending. Like, I have nothing else to say, which is really interesting because I read this article and they clearly didn't understand that the ending was like originally different Mm -hmm. because they were like, she totally wrote the ending first. And I'm like, no. Because they were saying, like, the whole movie isn't working towards the ending, which it yeah, does. It but does. Like, she wrote it. She wrote it to where, like, Nina, like, cut it. Or not Nina. Uh, Cassie, like, wrote Nina in his chest and cut his male parts off and pieced out. Yeah. That would have um, been better. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Relax. <laughs> Some people wanted that. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted. This movie had, like, so much to say. Yeah. And... It, I did want, however, I did want the carving. Like, I think the name, because that whole monologue, when, like, she says that Nina became, like, uh, yours, mm-hmm. and that his name was the only one that she remembered, and she kind of lost herself. And I thought that was such a, like, it was such a moving monologue that if she were to carve her name in him, I thought that would have been awesome as well not cutting anything else off but i'm just saying like like just carving you know and um girl with the dragon tattoo and she like tattoos him yeah like he could have like continued on this ending but it would have been like really funny if he had like a tattoo on his forehead like (laughs) nina at the top yeah like we should do that like that's how you should punish like rapists. They should, you know, go to jail, but they should also get it like tattooed on their forehead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
okay, I fixed the I fixed the system. We're serving justice now. <laughs> like how <laughs> you Joe Biden? <laughs> oh God, that was all right, guys. We're gonna get out of here. To retweet this podcast, then Joe Biden will see it because it's like the only celebrity that he follows. So yes. if you do that, then I can actually fix the justice system, guys. Yes. So tweet at Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> get her to retweet it. Yes. Joe sees it. Next thing we know, Kenzie's on her way to Washington. We could call it Nina's bill. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh <Okay>. man. That's. <laughs> okay. <laughs>